Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another edition of Adi Shokwe Live, the Afrobeats podcast, where I break down the top headlines in the African popular culture. Over the last seven days, I give my opinions on what's been going on, produced by my brother right here, Maniade, LM Media, and of course, a massive shout-out to my brother, Afrosin TV, for the support, and you, the listeners out there, for now starting to make this a regular occurrence and supporting us on all platforms. You can go out there and get it. YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple, and Spotify. And subscribe. That's the most important thing. So, yeah, Manny, how you doing, my brother? We were together yesterday at the Beat Family uh, uh, get-together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you recovered from that? Ah, uh, yeah, no, you understand, man. I had a good night's sleep and rest, and, you know, ready to work once again. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> let's get into this headlines this week and uh, uh, let's let's know what's happening what's 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 happening what are we touching first or are you going to run through a couple of the headlines and then start with... yeah let's 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 go through a few of the headlines okay and we'll get into it so um we got david doe going viral okay um we got burner boy tweeted yep um the meat hawker video okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we got um south africa again it's due for um, Ama Piano. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and seeing both Burner and Whiskey hanging out in London might be out of spite. So, what's your thoughts? Um, yeah, I was surprised when I saw the interview with David. One of the things I enjoy about David as an artist is he's extremely confident mm-hmm. and he speaks his mind. So, regardless of how controversial the topic is, yeah. if you put a microphone before David and you ask him specific questions, he will give you exactly how he feels mm-hmm. and that's what happened in this video so Ibuka is one of the most popular broadcasters in Nigeria the host of the just rounded up big brother Nigeria mm-hmm. and he, I think he has a podcast that he's doing in Nigeria where he invited David O to come on and he put the question to David you know a series of questions which included why hasn't uh, him and Wizkid worked or what's going on between him and Burner Boy the record fan was it at Burner you know what the lyrics was and David, you know, said some of those things which were that he felt the, the friendship between Burner Boy and Whiskey right now in the UK yeah. is almost out of spite to him. And that he was surprised that there's a little bit of a friction between him and Burner Boy because he felt that him, Burner and Wiz are three of the biggest, three biggest artists in Nigeria, which I felt he could have used certain d- different words in. Mm-hmm. Off three of the biggest yes. artists in Nigeria would have been better because yes. some of the other guys and girls, you know, your other teacher was having to say me all the flavors, the adequate, all of these guys, a lot of people might get, or Lamy de Bado, you know, some of these guys might feel like, oh, man, you're trying to tell me I ain't, you know, yeah. I'm not one of the big cats, yeah. you know, so I think he could have used a different word in there, but apart from that, the most important story was the fact that he confirmed that there was beef between him and Burner Boy, which had been simmering on social media for quite some time. Um, For me, I think looking at that story, he also mentioned the fact that someone in Burner Boy's camp had reached out to him and let him know that Burner wasn't happy with his post 
of him and Dave, uh, him and Wizkid uh, being the two biggest in the game, which I posted a couple of months ago. Wow. I'll be honest with you personally, but I don't. I'm not privy to the you know the inside talk between Burner and Wiz and their camps. Yeah. But I think the Burner and Wiz kind of friendship and hanging out here in, in London really is just about two top Nigerian musicians yeah. who love music, yeah. respect each other's art, are in the same city yeah. during this lockdown, and they you know they they they're just linking up. Yeah. Regardless of whether there's beef between David and Burner and Wiz, if David was in London. Mm. Over this last three weeks to one month, a month and a half, I guarantee you he would have been in those sessions too. Yeah. Guaranteed. Because it's a situation where they are three of the most powerful musicians, not only in Nigeria, but in Africa. So it only makes sense that you guys hang around each other. What I didn't like is the fact that David personally feels that, you know, that, that this hookup... Uh, you know, it's, it's some form of kind of like attack to him. I don't like that because, you know, I know how much love David has for Burn. Mm, mm, Facts. Like, mm. I, I, I remember, you know, having conversations with Burner Boy, about, uh, with David yeah. or about Burner Boy in the past. Yeah. And I know how much love he has. And I know how much love and respect he has for Whiskey too. Yeah. He also went forward to say, you know, he's wanted to record a record with Whiskey in the past, but for some reason, just never happened. They tried to set up a sit down in in uh, Ghana in December, but Star Boy wasn't available mm -hmm. or whatever it was. Um, as fans, yeah. I've clamored for this for uh, years. What? Like it's a Whiskey Davido uh, joint EP, six track Ooh. EP, World Tour will shut down any arena in the world. And I'm talking 20,000 capacity arenas. You start from Lagos. Mm. Lagos, Accra, South Africa, mm. Kenya, Tanzania, mm. Uganda. You come into London, Paris, mm. Berlin, Amsterdam. From Amsterdam, you go to New York, mm. Houston, Atlanta. What are you talking? Mm. There's too much money in this game for these guys not to realize that. I understand sometimes working, you know, working together doesn't work or whatever. But if yeah. you look at people like Drake yeah. and partnerships that he's had with people like Future yeah. out of his camp and yeah. where they've done mixtapes back to back and they just, that's just side pocket money. Mm -hmm. And then Drake could go and do another project with maybe The weekend or whatever it is. Like those guys know how to really come together yeah. and pick up bags where people aren't thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Look, at, um, recently we had a mixtape in the UK that had Chip, I think it was Young Ads and yeah. Skepta. Yeah. yeah, about two months ago. Yeah. Those are power forces that came together to pick up the bag on a different side. Yeah. And I think that's what the Afrobeats artists really need to be doing. Um, the negativity and speaking to each other and records and stuff like that. Well, David explained that that's how he gets his frustrations out. Yeah. So um, when it comes to art, you have to allow people that freedom to express themselves. But really and truly, I think these are situations that can be sorted out. Yeah. And really, um, and again, the fear, my fear with um, some of the musicians is that there might be a lot of people in the air yeah. That's just talking yeah. all sorts of stuff yeah. that really doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, as a musician or a creative or an artist, you are one of the most sensitive human beings ever. Yeah. Because you go into deep places to bring the art wow. that millions around the world love. Yeah. So the last thing you want 
is some evil clip friend or an insider that's just whispering into your ears. You know what? The way that whiskey is just looking at Burner Boy, mm. it's like, yo, man's got beef for you, you know? Mm. Trump, that's what we need. Just need that one. Because you, you, you are sensitive already. Yeah. You're thinking about too many things. So, you know, for me, I'll I put the word out there that whoever it is around these guys, these brothers that have put Nigeria on the map, that have put Africa on the map, these three incredibly talented musicians that make us proud every single day, please think about whatever it is messages you pass to these guys yeah. because when it affects them negatively and it sows a seed of negativity and discord in that powerful union yeah. we suffer at the end of the Absolutely. day <laughs> you know we, 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 we suffer at the end of the day these guys are incredible the guys and the girls listen they made something out of absolutely nothing okay. all they deserve is kudos a lot of love and support and that we ensure that we don't lead them astray and feed them, you know, negative pills that they don't deserve to hear. That's my take on that. Absolutely, I agree with you. I agree with everything you said. Yeah. So moving on on a on a lighter note. Yep. We got Burner Boy who tweets out a video of a meat hawker seen in Lagos, Nigeria, singing Burner Boy's song yeah. in his own words and trying to sell at the same time. Talking about multitasking. No, that's amazing. I want people to kind of. Check that video out now. Yeah. And you can hear it that, first of all, um, Bernard tweeted that video to say, yo, you know, this gives me so much chills and joy to see. Having grown up in Festac and hearing me, hawkers and people around singing different songs of superstars whilst they're trying to creatively promote whatever it is that they're selling. Yeah. You, you know, it's one of those feelings that make you realize that yes you become a star yeah. you know when i posted that video up what i put underneath it was this is exactly what nigerian musicians are to us as people yeah. Yeah. they inspire entertain educate and just give us that source of energy mm. when we have none mm. this is a man on the streets of lagos nigeria with meat pieces of meat on his head mm. trying to get the most attention he can mm. for anybody to come out there and buy whatever they can so he can survive for the next day yeah. and whilst he's making up songs to create awareness he puts anywhere da, 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 and he puts his own word there yeah. and the people that recorded the video he heard them chuckling in the background mm. and being surprised to him guess what he did he stopped, looked at them, waved at them, and kept on going. You know, that's why I love my people. The most resilient, hardworking people in the world, in my opinion, respectfully, are Nigerians. They have been thrown every single adversity under the sun, yet they find the smallest thing to make them happy mm. and to keep on going till the next day yeah. and i think that was a perfect example of that and i'm sure you know the same goosebumps that burner had i had it too trust me yeah 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 absolutely shouts to that man yeah and, uh, big ups to him and big ups to burner yeah so moving on um, there's a discussion on social media and um, that south african uh, musician gatekeepers and the music gatekeepers yeah uh, must ensure that you know the ama piano sound, uh, yep. sound yeah coming from south africa is not taken over <laughs> by our My own green white green people <laughs> um <laughs> you have know. to you have to understand where their apprehension 
comes from. Mm. Uh, this isn't the first sound that South Africa has created mm. that it seemed like Nigerian musicians and creatives have mm. gone into to take to the next level yeah, yeah. and run away with. Yeah. We've seen Afro House, we've seen Gum, we've seen loads of that. Yeah. And unfortunately, because of the number of Nigerians, you know, we come in numbers. Yeah. Plus, we're extremely loud and boyish with it. Absolutely. You know, so if you have something that I believe, look at Jollof Rice, for example. Mm -hmm. Jollof is from Gambia. He's nah. from the Wolof tribe. Nah. That is their thing. Nah. All of a sudden, Educate. exactly. Educate. All of a sudden, he gets to Nigeria and Ghana, and about thirty years later, we're saying, "Oh, Nigeria's got the best jollof. Ghana's got the best jollof." And then Gambia just quietly came and said, oh, "Originally, that's our own rice." Now, you need to tell both guys that y'all need to keep quiet. This is our rice. Do you understand what I mean? And I think. That is an example that has to go into the music creation as well. South Africa has blessed Africa and the rest of the world with some of the most amazing sounds mm. that a lot of people do not know today mm. originated from South Africa. Yeah, yeah, Guitar yeah. strings, the Kwaito sounds, you know, mm. the gum beats, the Afro house sounds. Yeah. Now I'm a piano. Yeah. Guess what? I'm a piano became popular in Africa, you know, especially in Western Africa when Burner Boy and Whiskey and Casper and Yves jumped on a song together yeah. and instantly what happens? All the creatives in Nigeria is like, rah, that's a beat, you get me? Yeah. Everybody flies to South Africa, those that can, those that can't go online, study the beats, the yeah. producers in Nigeria are just too talented. Mm -hmm. They just need to hear, see, mm. and they just, they go. But saying all of that, yeah. my summations are this. The South African creatives and gatekeepers yeah. and musicians yeah. within the Amapiano sound and scene must ensure that they scream the loudest. That's the number one rule. Yeah. You let the world know that it originated from our land. Yeah. Yeah. And use every single platform to do that. Mm. Uh, one of my South African friends, shout out to DJ Logic Senya, uh, a, a member of the Afro House crew with Mr. Silk, the incredible Mr. Silk of the Beat London. Um, Logic told me one thing. He said in South Africa, most of the musicians have already tasted what we in Western Africa would deem as uh, mainstream success. Mm. Because there is structure in South Africa. People get paid for after their music gets played on radio. They get mainstream, you know, uh, what's it called, endorsements. Yeah. The DSPs such as Spotify and whatever are based in South Africa. Mm -hmm. The international record labels like Sony and Universal, whatever, started from South Africa in recent years. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them might get all the successes and might be a lot more comfortable than the hungry, angry mob coming from the western side mm. of Africa. Mm. The Nigerian musicians that have to fight their way to get heard. Yeah, yeah. Where their music gets played on radio, they don't get paid for it. Mm. You know, they got to pay for it. Mm. Do you understand what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so those musicians and gatekeepers in South Africa need to ensure that their voice is as loud as possible yeah. and make sure that the rest of the world see that this beautiful sound that you've introduced to us has come from here. That's the first one. The second one is that every single artist 
or creative or producer from Africa and the rest of the world that samples on my piano must start with. Yeah, it's an incredible beat. But uh, I, I, you know, I took it from the sounds of Ama Piano in South Africa. Yeah. If you haven't heard it, make sure you go and check it out. That's where this beat and kick came from. Which means you give credit to where you stole or borrowed from. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to use still borrowed from, inspired from. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the right way to do things. You yeah. give. I don't know about these people that never want to give credit. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, every time when I see people, particularly Africans, they don't want to give credit to nobody. There's sometimes we've done it subconsciously mm. through social media or whatever. We just post stuff and you don't give other people credit. But once you're aware of it, always tell people where you got it from. It only empowers those people and it gives you respect too. Yeah. That's it. One, the people need to shout loudest about it. And number two, the creatives that are inspired by that sound must tell the world where they got it from. Yeah. That's my oh, oh. um also staying in South Africa yeah. still um the rap superstar Ricky Rick talks about wanting to be on good terms with Mr. Casper. Um that that for me that's probably one of the sad stories of rap beef and, and fallouts in South Africa. Yes we understand that um Casper and AKA had you know, a massive back and forth that that even though it was, you know, was it wasn't good, it was great for the culture and it kind of uplifted the South African raps into the to the eyes of everybody around Africa and the world. Yeah. Um, but someone like Ricky Rick is in a great position where he has a relationship with AKA and had a strong relationship with Casper. Yeah. Somewhere down the line, a few years ago, I think it was two years ago or something like that. The relationship with Carla Casper fell apart, mm. and he was part. He was at that time he was even identifying as a family tree member, as part of Casper's camp. Oh, wow. So to have seen that falling apart with Ricky Rick, I, 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 I was disappointed about that. And and then I hear you know in songs where Casper throws shots and and Rick Rick, I'm like, wow, mm. how did he get to that? And then it's just radio silence and everybody's busy doing their own thing. I saw interviews in the past, like two years ago, where Casper said they'll never make up and whatever, whatever. And then to recently see that, you know, message from Rick just shows how important the bond he had with Casper was at that time. And again, how important it is for the successful people within a culture to stick together. Yeah. You have to, you know, because that's the only way that you elevate the culture to the next level. Like, South African hip-hop is massive. That's the number one genre in South Africa. Big, Casper's doing stadiums. If you're not aware, 60, 70,000 stadiums in South Africa. Now, that's Bro, it's mad. When Jay-Z and Beyonce went to South Africa for the Global Citizen, I think, two years ago, the same weekend, Casper was selling out his homecoming tour. 70,000 capacity in stadium in a different stadium where he had to fly private jet to come and perform at the Global Citizen. He was the last headliner to come out on stage before Jay Z came out. That tells you how important this man is to South African popular music. So hip hop is huge, however, outside of South Africa in recent times, they haven't had the successes that the Afro House come 
or that my piano scene is starting to have now. The biggest record in the world is Jerusalem. It's got over 150 million views on YouTube or something like that and still counting. Yet, a lot of the hip-hop artists don't know what to do to, to take that hip-hop in South Africa to that next level. And I say one of the things to do is the powerhouses need to come together. That's one. And number two, that's it, collaboration. And number two, they need to find a way to ensure that that hip-hop has singing in there. The, one of the most popular South African hip-hop records of the last five years was the record with Burner Boy and AKA. No doubt. Burner Boy gave them the baddest hook in the world. Yeah. And that's why that record did what it did. So that should have told people like rock. Maybe we need to get hook masters, yeah. you know, the anatis of this world and all of these guys on some crazy hooks yeah. and do some verses. So but yeah, the beef hasn't helped them. I'd say it that way. They need to come together a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. Man. Yeah? I totally agree. Um now let's fly all the way back down to green, white, green. <laughs> Niger. Niger. Yeah. So the BMW Niger. artist Lil Frost has his contract terminated by label after domestic violence allegations yep. that surfaced on social media. Absolutely. About um, a couple of days uh, ago during the week, yeah. uh, some pictures went viral where a video vixen and model um, had posted images of uh, what seemed to be aftermath of being beaten up by her boyfriend. And that boyfriend turned out to be Lil Frush, who was signed to DMW uh, under that Davido's label. Initially, he was a member of the 30BG camp, but he had just been assimilated to DMW, I think about a month and a half or whatever oh, wow. ago. Yeah. So they, they, he, he used to be part of the crew, yeah. but they, they built him up and then now, you know, they're just about to set him up. Yeah. And um, it turned out that, you know, the pictures started going viral and a lot of influencers were posting the pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. I saw it as well, being an advocate against domestic violence anyway, that's yeah. the last thing I want to see. Yeah, um, and I wanted to, you know, I don't want to be one of those because it's an artist within our culture we need to keep quiet. Nah, I'm not going to. As long as it's been proven, um, you know, and I I didn't really mention his name, but at the time I put it up and said, yo, this is not acceptable. Yeah. And somebody has to pay for it. Yeah. Not quite 10 minutes after I posted that picture, David, uh, David O'Camp, uh, the DMW camp had run their own internal investigation mm. and come to the conclusion that Lil Froch was culpable in this instance and they terminated his recording contract on the spot mm, mm. you know that's that's how people make decisions yeah, yeah, particularly yeah. when it comes to such offenses yeah. as murder rape domestic violence sexual assault yeah. those are crimes that you cannot you not getting away from mm, mm, mm. these are life ruining crimes that affect not only the individual you know uh, person but also a number of people around them yeah. and i think in africa particularly nigeria people have gotten away with domestic abuse for decades 
And now the younger generation are the ones that are going to stand up and say whatever it is our mothers and sisters witnessed and, and suffered, we're not going to allow that no more. And no man can call himself a man when he lifts his finger against a woman. No man. So big shout outs to David O and the team for making a decisive decision on that. But I also want to stress that little Frosh, I think, is a 19, 20, 21 year old young man. He's in his early 20s, I believe, um, who, in no doubt, has made a catastrophic error yeah. in thinking that domestic abuse was okay. Yeah. But I am of the opinion that no young man or woman must be thrown away yeah. when they commit crimes that they can't be rehabilitated from. So, rather than us cut him off, bury him, mm. send him to the dungeon, mm. make sure, yes, let him pay, you know, consequences. He has to face the music. Yeah. However, at the end of his justice, we need to make sure that we also take as much time to rehabilitate this brother. Yeah. And ensure that he comes to the conclusion that what he did was wrong and there's no place in this world for that. And he can also share that message with other people around the world that no to domestic abuse, no to violence against women, no. And, and, and that way, we will not only be reading the society of people that are committing crimes, but we'll also be empowering the society with people that are now aware. Um, so I, I, I hope that people grab a hold of the brother after justice has been served mm. and ensure that he, he is rehabilitated. Also, the young lady needs attention. Mm. Domestic abuse is not a physical abuse alone. Yeah, yeah. The mental implications of domestic abu uh, abuse goes on for years and decades, if not addressed at its root, at its core, uh, you know, with therapy and support and counseling and just love. So she, the young lady needs a lot of that at this moment yeah. uh, to ensure that she, you know, because apparently she'd been in the relationship for some time and this has happened a number of times. This is not the first time. So the fact that she thought it was okay to stay in the first place means that we need to address something. You know, what we want is for women to stand up and leave from the first act of domestic abuse. Because that first act can lead into something more devastating as murder, which we've seen before. So we need to address that and, and take care of the young lady. Uh, but the young man has to face justice as well has to be rehabilitated. Yeah, I agree 110%. I agree 110%. Um, so... This one, um, Stoneboy, <laughs> the Ghanaian dancehall yeah. star. Yeah. You've got some history. Yeah, yeah, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, he links up with David Doe in Ghana, records a song in 24 hours. Yeah. And also shoots a video. Yeah. A video of a blogger who he claimed to have um, been slapped by Stoneboy also. And uh, David <laughs> so uh, for sharing a video of both of them recording. So what the story was initially was, yeah. it, like you said, you know, I, I spoke to Stoneboy candidly about a week before now, uh, and then he went to Ghana. Yeah. When he touched down Ghana, David touched down Ghana at the same time. Yeah. So both of them linked up in the studio that night. 
and made a record mm -hmm. and within 24 hours they were out seeing in Ghana shooting the video. Now the reason why we found out that the record was made was that there was somebody in that room mm. who recorded about a 15, 20 second video, which I shared, mm. by the way, mm. and went viral. Mm. Um, apparently, the vlogger that you had seen a video of him mm -hmm. claiming to have been slapped and assaulted by either of those guys because he shared the video yeah. was because he was the one that was recording that video. Yeah. So the news was that he recorded that video and shared it on social media yeah. and the thing went around. Now, the reason why Stoneboy David might have been disappointed with the video going out is because it contained the song that was just recorded and not released yet. And in Africa or in anywhere in the world, you know, music in, in, that's in creation process, you try to keep it away from other creatives as possible because they can get inspired by it and beat you to the punch and put the music out. You know, so people tend to protect those. That's why, you know, if I'm in a recording room, I record videos, but I'll mute the sound. So all you see is the visuals and you don't hear what they're saying or what the beat sounds like. So I believe that, you know, the, 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 the attack on that vlogger allegedly was because he had been found out to be the one who shared the video. However, uh, since his claims went public, nobody has come to deny Mm -hmm. um, or confirm if whatever he was saying was accurate or not. You could just see it on certain blogs in Ghana and stuff. But again, you know, it's one of those stories I don't want to hear near yeah. people like Stoneboy and David Doe, where yeah. people are alleging physical assault and physical abuse and stuff like that. Because it's, what happens with those stories getting on the net is whenever your name is typed on, on social media mm -hmm. by media platforms and organizations that want to endorse you around the world, some of the first things that pop up is, um, you know, that, which is, oh, the violence here, this, mm -hmm. that, and a fight here, and a fight there. Yeah. And that could cost you money. It could cost you partnerships. It could cost you endorsements. could cost you relationships. Yeah. So... You know, I, I, I really hope that the camps, they, they are well aware of that and, and they take that to heart because even though in a moment you think like you're reacting based on anger and you're doing whatever you are, there are, at that level of superstardom, there are consequences to such instant, uh, you know, irrational reactions. Yeah. So, you know, people within that camp need to make sure that they take care of them. Stone Boy, David, whoever is in that camp, it's your responsibility to ensure these guys are safe. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's that's all I'll say about that. But the song sounds dope. Bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I ain't gonna lie. Of course they ain't gonna disappoint. You know, David on the hook, Stoneboy on the verse, they've shot the video and I really can't wait for the song to be released. Yeah. So that that would be dope. Like thick. Alright, cool. So um this one I need to take a little breather. <laughs> just because Choo! Um, honestly, I, I don't even know where to go. Ensars. Um, Ensars. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So, ah, don't, ah. so okay, Nigeria. <laughs> um, so, the Ensars demonstration lead um, led in, in Lagos and um, I started one town of Falls. Yep. The bad guy, after social media noise on police brutality yeah. in the country. Absolutely. I, I, I just want to. I just wanna, my heart is heavy for this. I just yeah. want to stay there. Right. Um, SARS in Nigeria is uh, short for Special Anti Robbery Squad. Yeah. 
Um, they were created uh, by the government and police, uh, I think the police institution, as a special unit to be dealing with the rise of robbery and kidnapping in, in Nigeria. But over the last uh, decades, uh, the members of this special anti-robbery squad have gone on to be, um, uh, what's it called, to, to, to take part in some of the activities that they were set up to fight against. And those are extortion, bribery, robbery, rape, uh, you know, we've, we've seen every single allegation under the sun, including murder. Um, because of the powers that were given to this special anti-robbery squad, they usually use that power to stop anybody they believe is uh, looks like a criminal in their own eyes. Which means you're a young man with piercings, plaited hair, and you've got a laptop. Straight away, that puts you in a criminal category and makes you a target for the SARS and the special anti-robbery squad people. Um, a lot of the people that have been victims of SARS are musicians, entertainers, creatives, who naturally wouldn't dress like, you know, anybody that's going to their office work or whatever. They're, you know, these are young creatives, musicians, artists, models and stuff like that. Their outfits, they're young people. So what has now happened is that because of the way the SARS members have set their sights, they have set it solely to target the youth in Nigeria. Those that are that are fighting out of the norm, going out of the norm to create a, an industry and a career for themselves. Those that are not doing what you would necessarily think was a nine to five job to create a career. You know, these are musicians, writers, producers. These are models. These are creators, fashion designers. These are young men and women who now have become the targets for this special anti-robbery squad, including students at universities. The amount of murders that this criminal arm of the police force have committed has been alarming. And not only in recent years, I think the noise started. The police inspector general of Nigeria had said he banned SARS about four years ago and he has ordered all police officers and commissioners to look into their activities and ensure the safety of young Nigerians. <clears throat> After that, the crimes continued. Then people started shouting against the police officers and how, you know, crooked they were. Yeah. Then they decided to, you know, they wanted to engage the youth. So they found some of the young entertainers, I believe Koede Bello and a couple of other guys and girls were part of these, who had been appointed ambassadors, youth ambassadors to the police to try to engage them, to look at ways that they can deal with the young people better and not targeting them. Years down the line, murders, robberies, assaults, extortion, bribery, the list goes on. And after the success of Big Brother Nigeria with the amount of noise that had been built on social media, the young people, men and women in Nigeria, decided to take that voice to fight certain injustices that they believed had been carrying on in Nigeria too long. And the top of the list was the Nigerian police force and the special anti-robbery squad. And social media went absolutely crazy 
with demanding a demonstration to make the you know to make it clear that it was time to end this corrupt arm of the police. When that was announced, Nara Mali announced that he was going to be leading a, a demonstration. And then the, the uh, poli- uh, Inspector General of Police tweeted at Naramani and told him not to, you know, lead his young men and women down the streets, that he was ready to talk. And within hours, got on Instagram Live and spoke to Naramali and, and kind of talked him down to mm-hmm. say, don't worry, we'll fix it, blah, 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 blah. When he did that, other artists such as Files and One Town decided that regardless of the conversation that was being held on social media, it was time to march. Mm-hmm and to make our voices heard. And they went ahead to lead a demonstration in Nigeria that went to, you know, the the went to the, I think the police commissioner's office and, you know, just went down the streets of Lagos, shouting and making it clear that it was time to end this corrupt arm. Since then, more awareness has been created. Other entertainers have joined forces. We've got celebrities around the world, such as Lil Baby, Cranium from Jamaica. We've seen Cardi B from, you know, from the United States of America. Chance the Rapper, Old Man Ebro. The list goes on. John Boyega in the UK. I've taken to social media to say, if black lives don't matter at home, it will never matter abroad. And that's fact. If we're fighting against police brutality in the United Kingdom and the United States of America, yet the police back home in Africa, the most populous black nation in the world, Nigeria, sees no respect in a Nigerian youth and can decide to take their lives just like that, then there's no point in fighting abroad. One of the reasons I'm passionate about this NSARS movement is I almost lost my life alongside my blood brother at the arms of crooked police officers in Adoikiti, Nigeria. Almost lost my life. If my brother, who had been a student union activist and a Senate president of the Nigerian Students Association of Nigeria, was not present at that time, I would have been called a crook, rapist, murderer, shot cold blood. I, I was beaten black and blue. So is my brother. Now, this is somebody that works for the government. Mm. To show you how senseless these guys are, mm. they didn't even take the time to find out why we were where we were, mm. why we wanted to come and build a young friend of mine who had traveled miles to come and help me take women from their hostels to a party I was having in town. Mm. They just were like, yo, that guy's a crook. Everybody else that's come to try to bail him is a crook too. And they just unleashed on us, tried to shoot me a couple of times. My brother pushed the gun away. You know, we were there both naked in a state where my father had contested governorship and was part, was a secretary of the association that founded the state. So for every young Nigerian that has a family member in government or or minister or whatever that thinks that this cannot affect you, think again. It's coming to your door. And then you would understand that nobody is exempt, nobody is immune from the brutality of the Nigerian police force and the crooked arm of the police association. And until we fight to ensure that these people are taken out of the force, Nobody is safe. I don't care if your father is a president, vice president, minister, governor, 
it will knock on your door. Mark my words. You will, the same tears that the common Nigerian are shedding for the loss of life of their family members illegally and crookedly by these police officers, that same tears will be shed by members of the hierarchy in Nigeria. I'm talking government officials. I don't care if you're governor. I don't care if you're president, minister. Your family member will suffer the same fate. And that's a fact, brother, because I've seen it happen. Yeah. But... That's why they need to make sure we make change happen. But, yeah. NSARS, yeah. if you end that criminal outfit, yeah. there has to be something else to ensure that the men and women, the, 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 some of the men and women that are doing a good job yeah. must be taken care of and have jobs. Mm. Because if you just delete that organization, guess what you do? You send to the streets of Nigeria a group of armed criminals, cooks, robbers, rapists, and kidnappers mm. who now have been given a license to do it publicly. Mm. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So yes, we want them to end SARS, but we also want reform for the police association. If you see some of the barracks that these police officers are living in, the squalor mm -hmm. that they call home, mm -hmm. some of them will have no choice but to go out on the streets of Lagos, Akure, anywhere in Nigeria to demand bribery because they treat them like dogs either way. You know, the presidents and governments are living in plush places whereas the civil servants the first responders the nigeria police officers and co are living in abject poverty how can you expect a police officer who hasn't eaten or has the means to send his kids to school not be crooked like it's crazy and then the the, the, the ig is, is talking and then they criticize it your know, special advisor to the president is criticizing whiskey and co on social media because she sits in Aso Rock that's far away from Lagos where some of the young men and women are being brutally murdered. She thinks that she's ex exempt from it. Mm. She will leave government and her kids will have to deal with these same crooked police officers. Yeah. Let's remind them. Yeah. So the fight continues. We will be at the Nigerian embassy. You know, um, th this podcast will come out before that, but We'll be at the Nigerian embassy uh, shortly to go and, and let our voices be heard. And I've just got telephone calls from the BBC, Arise News and CNN that they will be present at the demonstration at the Nigerian embassy on Sunday, uh, the 11th, I think it is, the 11th at 12 p.m. It's going to be amazing. But yeah, keep up the good work, my people, man. Young people in Nigeria are the most... Uh, dehumanized set of people in Nigeria. The young people in Nigeria are the most uh, criminalized people. They, they, they call them criminals. They call them touts. They call them layabouts. Mm -hmm. They call them jobless, but they are the most educated people in Nigeria. They are responsible for the rebranding that Nigeria has overgone in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. Without the creative industry, music, mm -hmm. and movies that the young people are 90% a part of, mm -hmm. Nigeria would not become a tourist hub that it has become every December. Mm -hmm. So ladies and gentlemen, please, rather than dehumanize these people, let's applaud the young people of Nigeria who have found a way 
in a society where the leaders have failed them completely. That's my summation, brother. But yeah, to go off that, um, we're heading, we're we keep flying, taking <laughs> We're taking flights, yeah, we're taking flights, we're taking flights. Uh, uh, so we're back in the UK mm. with, uh, with the rapper Chip, who drops two disc records and videos against Stormzy and social media just ate it all up, went crazy. Um, including footage of Stormzy also showing up at Chipmunk's house, yeah. you know, so... That's so a big vibe. that's a big, you know. I think I think that the the initial parts of the story was uh, Stormzy had there was allegation that um, Chipmunk, I think it was on a record, maybe called Ways or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that Stormzy felt like some bars were directed at him, yeah. and Stormzy came out of you know social media hiatus and popped up on Dutchavelli's record. Mm. I don't know. And he fired shots back, yeah, yeah, which people yeah. felt that those shots were directed at Chip. Yeah. And I remember the day the record from Dutchavelli and and and, um, and and Stormzy and Tion Wayne, I think it was, that came out on, on Twitter. Chip started trending, and my young brother went on Twitter and he was like, "Why am I trending? Yeah. Like, what's going on here?" Um, and that was that. <laughs> but when these two disc records dropped last week, yeah. it then became obvious with the other viral video that came yeah, out yeah. that during the summer, June, around June, yeah. Stormzy and a couple of uh, of his guys, allegedly in the visuals that we saw, had gone to Chip's house yeah. and, and, and tried to get in and you know pulled up in a Lamborghini. Blacked out. Or blacked out in a Lamborghini truck uh, and tried to get in. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the person I recorded the video was uh, Chip's manager, yeah. who you could hear in the video saying, you can't just pull up to people's houses, mm -hmm. you know, and, and especially because these are young black men yeah. who, if they had, if Chip was home yeah. and they had had that face to face, yeah. anything could have happened. Yeah. And then again, you know, we're shouting the whole Black Lives Matter, whatever, whatever. What happens is two black strong influencers yeah. in the music industry do something that could jeopardize the whole, you know, the whole game. Yeah. It puts them as headline news, yeah. you know, all of that stuff. But thank God Chip wasn't home. Yeah, yeah. And I let, apparently, according to what the, the manager said was that they had to call the police who had come to eventually escort Stormzy out of the property. That's, that was what was alleged. Um, and I'm thinking that if that was the case, like even the police officers could have put the footage out. Yeah. And do you know how that would seem, that would look in a public eye? Because Stormzy is a golden child. You know, this is a man that has reached incredible heights because of his outspoken nature against injustice. Uh, not only Black Lives Matter, but also police brutality, mm. which he's been, you know, a victim of when he was living in, I think it was West London at the time, the police officers came to break down his house because they, someone had said a black person was walking in and out of a property, which he owned. <laughs> you know, so he, he, he's been a, a public advocate for speaking against things that affect black people. But coming to this, this record, um, anybody that knows me knows this that if my life depended depended on one battle rapper 
If they said, you know, here is the noose. If you get a battle rapper out here that can make, you know, that can take on this all comers. Yeah. And if he takes them on, you will not be hung. Save your life. To save my life in the world, I'm talking Nigeria, South Africa, Ghana, the UK, the United States of America. Mm. I'm picking shit. Wow. Ten, 10 days of the week. Wow. Oh, bro. And it's not because anybody else, including Stormzy, yeah. is not an amazing rapper. Yeah. Like, my top five rappers in the UK are Chip, Kano, Getz, Stormzy, Wiley. I've got Jeremy Skeptor. Yeah. You know, you, you have these people in there, but I always pick Chip because Chip raps and speaks like he's got a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> Do you understand what I, I mean? What you yeah, you see what I did? It's like he, he feels like he's got something to prove every time. He is the only, he's one of the few rappers in the UK that have crossed generational lines. Mm. This brother's been in the game for over a decade. Mm. He broke on the scene as a teenager mm. who had pop mainstream success. Mm. Went to the United States of America to try to tackle that on. Mm. But it didn't really work out the way he wanted, so he came back to the UK. Yeah. In the process, some people tried to diss him. Mm. A couple of incredible rappers that I enjoy. Yeah. But Chip stood tall and was fighting back one, two, three, four, five man at the same time. And gunned every single one of them. Not, and, and brother, back down. not that many rappers mm. is ready to spin a couple rappers at the same time. People like to focus on one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chip is ready. Wherever your guns are drawn, we can go anywhere. You know, and, and when I saw the two records drop on social media, I was like, oh, this brother, man. Mm. And he was, he went crazy in that. Like, Flowers? Spaz that. Spaz out. That famous petrol station. Oh my God. He was talking about looking at the, look at the person that was singing Blinded by Grace and whatever Lord you need to say. No, he needs to stop. And Chip is crazy. And I think, you know, this is the culture of grime in the UK, yeah. which is, you know, battle of supremacy, mm. where people put their lyrics and their verses on the line yeah. just for credibility. Yeah. Everybody, whether Stormzy has responded or not, Everybody also knows that Stormzy ain't no push yeah, yeah, yeah. He took on the Godfather yeah. in Wiley, yeah. you know, months ago. Yeah. And, you know, he, he came out in flying colors. Yeah. And, and if you know Wiley, mm. that's not an easy battle to take on. Yeah, so Chip wouldn't be a difficult battle for him, but it's just that Chip never runs out of power. So I'll leave you with that. <laughs> Yeah, man, look, so let's take it to this country. This country actually just celebrated their um, Independence Day. Um, and that's the country in Uganda. Yes. And their star, Eddie Kenzo, posted a picture of him and his sister after being apart for a good 23 years. Yeah, big shout outs to Eddie Kenzo, my brother. You know, I saw the picture on social media. He posted a picture up and put a message underneath it that said, my sister, my sister, you know, my mother's child that mm. we haven't seen for 23 years. Mm. With us fighting in the streets and trying to get ourselves, they lost each other. And somehow, they just found each other back. And ever since the first day he posted a picture of both of them together, he's gone on to post different pictures of them together. Just celebrating the fact that he can reunite with his blood sister. I know Eddie. Eddie is a very emotional person that, that cares about family a lot. Yeah. And this would mean the world to him. Give him the energy. Last year, I think he went through a very, very bad separation. 
um, and, and you know that affected him a lot you know and, and, and to have him have this blessing coming out of COVID-19 where he had been stuck in Ivory Coast for over six months mm. you know this Lord knows how, how excited the entire family is and, and every picture that you see on the social media I think explains that and, and that's what we want to see families unite and yeah. come back together and yeah just being around loved ones 2020 makes this extremely important for us yeah. and it's nice to see man. shout out Eddie Kenzo shout out Sonko 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 alright so Mama Afro I say Afro Mama African Giant. So, Banner Boy's mother yeah. poses with two bouquet of flowers, yeah. thinking Diddy and Whiskey separately for yeah. these beautiful, beautiful flowers. Listen, man, um, Mama Burner has become a personality herself. Self, yeah. Not only is she a successful man, uh, me, talent manager yeah. uh, that we've seen with Burner Boy, but she's also uh, a strong Pan African and activist. Yeah. You know, she's a teacher, she's mm. she's extremely intelligent, mm. she she carries herself so incredibly graceful. well. So graceful. <laughs> she so speaks so, so well. So <laughs> <laughs> so she speaks English and French. I think oh, she speaks wow. a couple of languages oh, wow. actually. Um so um it was no surprise to see the image of her receiving flowers mm. uh, from the likes of Whiskey. Yeah. And Didi, Didi, who had executive produced the Burner Boy Twice as Tall album. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Whiskey, who we've seen a number of times with Burner Boy in the UK. They've been to the studio a couple of times. Yeah. They've been to restaurants together. Yeah. But Whiskey came to Burner's, um, you know, Monsters video release. Yeah. You know, so they've been around each other for a while. Yeah. So he would have extra reasons why he decided to ensure that Mama Burner got flowers. Oh, yeah. Because of maybe what he's seen, yeah. you know, how she's handled them and, and, and just being around them and being that source of, you know, that motherly figure. I don't care who you are, how big you are in the world, how successful you are in the world. You know, a mother figure around you is always a good thing. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the flowers to, to Mama Burner definitely, um, you know, that explains that. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Shout out, shout out. Definitely. Yeah. So, we've got a couple albums. Yeah. 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 And when the likes of Latin and Naramali came in, they definitely went for the same market and audience that Olamide controlled for over a decade. And because Olamide had become extremely successful as well, his, some of his content might not be as gritty and grimy mm. as it used to be because his life has changed. Yeah. Um, but this album mm. hit the mark oh. and beyond. Oh. I'm not gonna lie to you, brother. Oh, wow. From press play, I've enjoyed this album on a different level. I'm hearing the old Olamide that used to talk that talk. There's a record there where he's talking about the loss of his parents and how that threw him off, where he almost lost his mind. He tinted his hair from red to green or whatever. He was smoking weed all night and he would... 
I remember those times. We saw him as an audience member saying, Olamide, go through this transition. Unfortunately for us, we didn't know what internally the icon was going through. So, being able to speak on this on the record is just an incredible feat, man. And I think he also does something. In the last 12 months, I, I have said that the best rap album to come out of, uh, of Africa has been The Black Love by Sarkozy because of what he did with bringing hook masters and singers on the album. Yeah. I've got to say, I've got a second album to put up against Sarkozy's Black Love. Wow. And that is Olamide's brand new album, Kappa Deer. Wow. And the, the reason is, he also showcased singers on that album and young talents, Fireboy, Omale, mm -hmm. you know, Bella Schumacher. Mm -hmm. You know, he put all of these guys on that album. Peruz mm -hmm. is on there. So he gave us exactly what we wanted. He rapped on the side, yeah. he sang on the side. He yeah. sang on the side, he rapped on the side. Yeah. He talked the talk, he, you know, he touched everything. And that's what I believe has been missing from an Olamide project and I'm so happy this brand new project hits that mark and is here. So go out and check that out. Olamide Bado's brand new album is a classic. I'm, I'm, I ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Amazing, amazing work. Shout out to Olamide Bado. All right, so on to the next uh, project. We got Kwame. Kwame Eugene, Eugene, son of Africa. Yes, yes. A lot of pressure on him mm. for a variety of reasons. Tell me. The artwork and the creative images around that album, yeah. very heavy. Okay. The titles is Son of Africa. Yeah. It has images that look like he was coming to Af America, mm. you know, mm. where he was like an African superstar that was very Pan-African. Mm. Now, the album that you're going to have to deliver has to have the content that matches the creative artwork yeah. and the title, yeah. Son of Africa. Yeah. He had Open Gates was the lead single that had come out a couple of weeks or months ago. Yeah. And then he dropped this body of work. In the last one year, again, one of the classic albums from young people was Fireboy's Laughter, Ooh. Goosebumps, uh, Laughter, Tears and Goosebumps. Still one of my faves. Classic album mm. for a young man in the game. Mm. And that is very rare. Mm. The last young folk that dropped classic albums were the likes of Whiskey mm, 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 and mm, Canada mm, David mm, mm, and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So Fireboy's LTG. I put it up there. It's definitely I a classic. Up there, yeah. So, Kwame Eugene, Son of Africa. Yeah. Kwame Eugene is one of the bright singers from Ghana, mm. high life artist that's bringing Afrobeats, Afropop, high life, and hip life into the 20th century. This album hits the mark and above. I'm not gonna lie to you. He did something that I love, which was yes, he's making new Afropop, Afrobeats music, but he stayed true to his own authentic high life roots. Mm. So I can pop that album in, mm. and my daughter can listen to it, and she's cool. Mm. And if my mom's in the car, mm. she's gonna catch a couple songs too. Yeah. And That's that is one of the hardest things to do as a musician mm. to ensure that you capture the entire generations yeah. with a body of work mm. and you know i hope 
that they promote this album as much as possible because this album deserves to be heard not only in Ghana, Nigeria, South Africa, Congo, Kenya, the UK, the United States of America, Germany. It has the sounds of Africa that we grew to love. The high life, the guitars, the drums. Plus he speaks in his language sometimes and he speaks in English sometimes. So very authentic, which a lot of young Afro pop stars have been doing recently is staying away from the Afrobeat sound. But he went to it Mm. on a different level. So big shout outs for his bravery, his creativity. The album hits the mark and hopefully the rest of the world can listen to it. Go check that out. Son of Africa, Kwame Eugene. Stand still delivered. Yeah. Love it. So, don't lap up. Divide. Don't lap up, divide. Tell me about this. Don't lap up, the vibe based in the United States of America, found and discovered by the incredible Bankuli ANR specialist who's mm-hmm. worked with superstars like the band and being around other superstars as well in the game like Kanye West was on the gift uh, was on the Beyonce Lion King album collaborated with Beyonce on two or three records on there as well as the intro um he found this amazing young talent who is in the US Army by the way oh in America um Dolakbo is a good singer uh She's a, a, a nice, creative person. She's also, I think she's very artistic with images, but she's been releasing singles that have done very well. Yeah. Owo Remix with Peruzzi, Owo, the original. Yeah. You know, she's had a couple singles in the last two years who've done very well, but they decided to step it up with an EP this time. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it's the unexpected EP, Don't uh, the Vibe. For me, when I, I took time to listen to it, it took me like 48 hours to listen to it. I was mm. getting bombarded with messages. And I said, I want to listen to it well. Because yeah, yeah. I want to be able to see, you know, if she really matches up to the talent that someone like Bankuli says she has. Yeah. And when I listened to the project, instantly I put a screenshot of one of the songs I was listening to and posted it on social media. Yeah. And told the rest of the world to go get that. Yeah. Unexpected EP is a fantastic project. A young artist that's in the army at the moment, yeah. influenced by hip hop, R&B, pop, whatever, yeah. but decided to take her music and Afrobeats roots to some of the hit high life sounds we grew to know. Yeah. I think that was a risk as well. Mm. And I'm just so happy that a lot of these young entertainers are deciding to buck the trend mm. and take risks mm. of going back to our original sounds. Mm. Mm. And Dolakwa does that. Our, the EP is fantastic yeah. and deserves to be heard. Go get that. The lap body vibe. <laughs> yeah, the wrist paid off. The wrist paid off. Absolutely. Right. Does that round it up for us this week? No, we got one. What's what's, more, one what's more left? Special one. You feel me? So let us hop in this private jet. What's it? Okay. <laughs> and we're going. Okay. We're going all the way. Ah, wait, wait. The pilot said the petrol. Uh, okay, they're talking. Okay. <laughs> Yo, South African rapper, aka, announces yeah. his new album release date on the 6th of November. AKA is one of the top two rappers in South Africa yeah. and one of the top five rappers on the continent. Yeah. His battle and back and forth with Caspar Nyonves over the last couple of years elevated South African hip hop to heights it's never been in the past. Yeah. AKA has not only performed in the United Kingdom, I think he's uh, performed in France, performed around Africa, South Africa, Nigeria, Ghana, all of that place, all of those places, yeah. having hit records like the one I mentioned with Burner Boy. Um, had a fantastic album in Touch My Blood, I think it was, a few years ago, which 
I just think is amazing. Yeah. Um, so people have been waiting for this album for a while. He had put the track listing up, uh, kind of like ship one way. He just put it stylishly yeah. a couple months ago, but nobody knew when the the album was gonna come up. Mm. So a few days ago, he put a date up. He mm. just put the sixth of November, mm. 2020. Mm. That's the day for an AKA album. Remember, Casper dropped his album a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and the next person people will be looking at is AKA. I'm excited to hear what's in there. Yeah. Um, I see a record in there titled Mufasa. Mm. I hope he ain't speaking about Casper. <laughs> exactly. When I saw that, like Mufasa from AKA might be shots fired. But let's see what happens. So, yeah, we're excited and I'm looking forward to the album. We'll definitely be reviewing it. Here on Ali Chopin Live, the Afrobeats podcast, every single week, get it out on, uh, get it on YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, all your usual podcast spaces. We're gonna be there. Make sure you subscribe to whatever it is that you're checking out, and you can share it with friends and family so they can hear, you know, what's going on in the game. Yeah. Extremely important. Um, once again, big shout outs to Manny Ade being the producer, making sure the sound and everything's perfect. LM Media and AfroSync TV. For the support until next time from myself, Shopsy Do and Manny out in the background. Hey, hey. It's peace. Big love. And you're out. <laughs> <laughs>